0: Hey everyone, it's Toby here. I'm releasing this particular episode of this podcast on New Year's Eve, 2021, the last day of 2021, and that is when I annually release my in memoriam video. I've been doing these since about 2014, I think 2015, uh, a roll call of the dead, essentially, but uh, well meant and I hopefully pretty well put together. I spend a lot of time on it, but it's uh, my testament. To those from the worlds of Doctor Who who have passed away this year. So that's Doctor Who In Memoriam 2021, which you can find on YouTube or you know Google me or Google me In Memoriam. Then there'll be links on my website and on my Twitter and stuff like that. But if you could check that out uh, after or before you've enjoyed this, uh, I would be very, very grateful. And uh, in the meantime, all the best for a very, very happy new year. Let's hope 2022 is a thrilling one. And all the best to you and yours. It's Happy Times and Places, a positive podcast in which I, Toby Haydoke, and a guest, choose our favourite things about a Doctor Who story. Hello, Toby. My name is Jonathan Morris, and I'm a writer. The story I've chosen is the um, Peter Davison classic adventure of 1984, Warriors of the Deep. Well, I don't know about you, but my base is feeling well and truly besieged. So let's see if I can do anything about that as we open the sponge doors to Herald Inn, episode three of Warriors of the Deep, in three, two, one, play. not the smoothest entrance imaginable um i'm sorry about that but uh, uh a not very effective entrance is probably an appropriate way to herald part 3 of warriors of the deep which apart from the murker i mean as a, yeah i mean i don't it's difficult to know what the actors could could have done with that and as i say there's a, the, the 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 this story as a whole there are no sort of performances that make you go Oh yeah, they're doing so many really subtle characterization there. Everyone's playing a sort of different variation of stoical base person, and then there's bad base person and bad foreign base person. Um, but you know, I I kind of like that. Um, you know, we don't have anybody crying because their daughters at home or arguing because. Uh, you know, there are a couple who are getting divorced, or and, and one of them sacrifices himself to save the other. All of which I sort of like and go for, but but I, I, I quite like the fact that these are all just very serious people doing their job. Um, and it's uh, it's you know, it's a very sort of straightforward and unshowy uh, uh sort of a, a approach to doing this sort of thing, which are which I'm not explained very well, but I just quite like. I like the like that Bulick, the, the look that Bulick shoots Turlo there. This is terribly serious, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know. Um, but yeah, and of course the Murka famously is Dobbin from Rent a Ghost. Uh, again, those of you that are not a hundred years old or from the United Kingdom, like what I is. Um a Ghost was a funny children's program about um uh, some ghosts uh, read by a sh- run by a shab uh, represented by a shabby agency um uh, uh, owned by the war chief um uh, and uh, and they had a pantomime horse that was operated by john asquith and william perry john asquith He's one of the dancers in Black Orchid. William Perry is, uh, who only died a couple of years ago. He was a really interesting guy. He was a butterfly collector, but he's also one of the dim uh, caretakers in Paradise Towers. He's the one without the beard when the the doctor does the out outwitting them scene with the rule book. That's William Perry, and he's lovely. You could watch his entire performance. In fact, he will get the Paroli treatment when I come to do. Paradise Towers for this, which nobody has nominated yet. In fact, there's a, currently an embargo on the McCoys because I will spread them out evenly. But uh, a lot of people are choosing the McCoys. Uh, what is, yeah, uh, he's there's, he, he is a genuinely sort of psychotic kind of guy, Turlo, which is so refreshing. I think the idea of you know introducing somebody. Who's who? Who who, who rather than being a stowaway, somebody that wants to kill the Doctor, I think is a uh, is 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 a neat move. Uh, yes, I'm I'm not quite sure about. <laughs> to, to to Tegan and the Doctor go, yeah, we'll go. You can you can yeah you can you can hold uh, you 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 can hold them off, Sergeant. Uh, so that's not Paroli, um, even though he did get a line. there's a few people who get a yes sir and a yes ma'am, uh, but Paroli gets most of the lines. The ones that are more than the words "yes, sir" and "ma'am." Uh, he's got a whole bit about a disc in this episode that we've got to look forward to. It's, I mean, it's it's almost like a monologue. Um, but, uh, you know, this is this is this is as Saturday tea time stuff goes. This is sort of good, hard sci-fi. Um. i'm assuming that's a wig that ingrid pitt has on oh yes by the way people who've been watching following this chronologically the airlock in episode two is a genuine airlock i was correct still got it uh now one of these extras who's about one of the sea base crew is played by xiao yung from battlefield there's a rather there's a lady here who 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 does uh, none of these guys die particularly well but there's there's a there's, there's a lady who lowers herself to the ground i i mean i i wonder if in editing you might have gone should we should we not have that bit where the extras don't die very well but one of them is um one of the c base i couldn't quite make out if she was one of those four cuz i think there are five might have just before is is shao young from battlefield when she was a supporting artiste rather than a featured actress uh now I yeah it's it's interesting how the the, the light now dictates who speaks. Uh, I love the Silurian voices in Doctor Who and the Silurians. I love the Silurian designs in Doctor Who and the Silurians. I think the turtle sort of shell carapace thing going on there is a is a logical extension of the Silurian design. I, I kind of buy it. Um, uh, the, the electronic voices maybe suggest that they've got a bit of sort of maybe that shell thing is some sort of augmentation, a bit like, you know, the ice warriors. Where does the arm begin and the, the the armor end and the skin begin? Um, but I, I I really did like Peter. Holidays. Uh, we are the Silurians. I, I really like those voices because they're so that's Paroli is at the end of that orange microphone. Paroli is radioing in to Vorschach. He's he's the one that's running around the whole thing. Going, I so I'll will tell I'll tell the commander what's going on. He's he's like he's, like, he's the relay guy. Um, but I th- I think the Silurian designs are decent. Uh, but they they are quite cumbersome. They, they they do all seem to move. So so I I like I love the way that um, Tom Adams does this scene. Because that that kind of I want your help when well, I ask for it, and like, oh, have you shot? I like I like the sort of suppressed anger that he's got, and if kill him if he gives me any trouble, and he's <laughs> and he said he said last episode didn't he? If he gives you any trouble, kill him. And I I buy it that, and he's not being he's not sort of sadistic base commander. He's not base commander on the edge. He's just I've got a job to do, and it's a tough job, and I haven't got time to mess around. Uh, and Tom Adams is the perfect actor for that. um, now, I mean, I think these days these sea devils would be done for cultural appropriation because these uh, these there's something sort of, and I think it was even said at the time, you know, they are, they are inspired by samurais because um, uh, the 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 they're very close, aren't they? This I th- and I think this is where this is where perhaps Pennant Roberts's reputation as a director perhaps, perhaps comes from is that there's not, it's, um, the, the, I'm sure that was envisaged as a sort of, you know, throw some barrels down, everybody get behind cover and it's instead of sort of stand literally three feet away from each other, <laughs> one casualty, uh, and some very lopsided sea devils sort of, uh, uh, slowly walking towards the heroes who very slowly back out. Um, uh, and I can imagine if I'd written that scene oh he's he's got gaffer tape that this this sea devil who's the close up on his bottom that we have his costume has been gaffer taped i i, I assume that's um sea plankton that has been used as a uh as as a, 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 a field dressing yes that's what it is Uh, So Turlo's had that wah 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 music for I told you so and now he's got the wah 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 as in uh, now you've got to hold the bulkhead Um, Now that's Paroli's voice but I don't think it was Paroli calling in I haven't been paying full attention You can have hours of fun pairing up whether the voice of Paroli we've got is actually being said by Paroli or by some Fake Paroli, some Paroli uh, intruder. Uh, (laughs) I I, I go to tech unit. Yes, all right. Um, uh, Oh, you could. He gave Turlo gave a look there. He could have had another. (laughs) Um, It's almost like Turlo's riposts are given a musical refrain that. That could uh, then herald the beginning of um, there's the gaffer tape. Um of uh Grange Hill. Wow. Um but you know, this is tense this is tense stuff. I I it's a shame about that battle scene. I I I I think you know, given all day there's James Coombs. Uh, given all day uh you know loads of cameras you could make that really work but uh you know in continuous shooting in a in a you know multi camera uh, it's it's a bit beyond pennant roberts i, I, I suspect some other directors c- could have done could have done better but um but but i you know i cuz i, I cuz I of course whilst the sea devils are are attacking these these two bad guys are free to sort of put their plan into operation. Poor old Karina has been has 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 been wiped out. Oh, yeah, Tiki's t- hurt her leg, hasn't she? Because she got landed on by the sponge door. Um, but but. You know, as I was, I was ten, so I'd not had a chance to see the si- the Silurians in the Sea Devils. I, I I remember wondering why the 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 Third Eye that I I must have read about in uh, in in the book of Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters, which you know in 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 their original story, the Third Eye for the Silurians is like a Swiss Army Eye. It opens doors, it kills people, uh, it does all sorts of things, and and that sort of idea that it's a sort of organic psychic force. I mean, it's, as I say it out loud, actually the third eye being able to open doors and kill people is actually just as silly as an idea as it it flashing when to, to indicate which one's speaking for the viewers at home. But I, I, I think I prefer the third eye from Doctor and the Silurians just because it um, uh, it seems to be, it behaves a bit more like an eye because eyes can open doors rather than flash when you speak. As I say it, I'm not convincing myself, but I prefer the the original third eye. And that might just be because when I was 10, old was good, new was a disappointment. And I've tried to grow out of that. And it's a continuing struggle as a Doctor Who fan, Uh, uh, which is why I probably like this more now than I did at the time, because old is good. Uh, (laughs) And it's weird, some of my favourite stories are from New Who, but it, it, it... I think it took me ages to admit that uh, that that, that a, 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 an adventure from the new series could could ever overtake anything from my childhood, uh, and this is one of the. Gra- I mentioned this in Moth's by Doctor Who scarf. Uh, My one-man show had a bit about this. And and, and Tara Ward came to see it at the West End. And I'd forgotten, and I did this bit, and she booed it. I said about the Ingrid Pit karate kicking a lopsided sea monster. I think she was quite chuffed that I'd mentioned Warriors of the Deep. (laughs) And, yeah, she and Ray came to see the show. Uh, And they know Vincent Brimble as well. Uh, Ah, right, this is where Paroli really gets his, I mean, his moment to shine. Forty three. Y, Yes, that's that's something to do with the disc, but it means that he gets. A, I mean, you, yeah, I, that's the, we don't actually know what that means, but we 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 just know it means that she's been up to no good. I think perhaps that could have been clearer in the storytelling, but um, but it's fine. It gives Paroli a line. I am happy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it's one of the great. I know I'm supposed to be accentuating the positive, and I'm and it's not. To be a kind of arch. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so good because it's bad. Because I didn't love Doctor Who because it was bad. I loved Doctor Who because it was great and it thrilled me. But even as a ten year old young pup, um Ingrid Pit Karate kicking a lopsided sea monster was was not a moment that that, thr- <laughs> that thrilled me. But now Yes. Paroli, give it all you've got to kill Dr. Solow. Uh, I mean, that was two sentences. Uh, uh, all right. And have some chocolate. And give give a lady some chocolates on the way. Uh, yes, again, for, for listeners uh, of a certain age and from, from different climes, the milk tray man was an advert. He was a black polo neck clad um, diver off of cliffs and, and, and swimmer under sea to uh, to deliver to a mysterious lady uh, a box of, ch- I remember thinking when that was on the, that, that 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 laser had hit Turlo and nobody had reacted. It it sort of it's supposed to suggest that it hits the panel behind him, but the the depth of field is not is is not is not suggested by where the the lasers hit. Um, yeah, the 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 milk tray man uh, yes goes to great lengths and. Um, shows great athleticism and he's a bit of a sort of James Bondy type of guy to deliver some very cheap and simple I mean if you go to that effort you'd at least get Hotel du Chocolat or even uh, an assorted an assorted box of lint uh, but uh, <laughs> no milk tray with its fudge and its uh, strawberries they, but they were oh I mean they were g- g- when I was a kid they were as sophisticated as you got you know we were and we were happy with an orange cream and a coffee cream was for dodgy people but every, everything else um, you know, fudge and a coconut and a orange cream it was that was the whole gamut of flavors uh now this is you can see that Iktar here is uh is untucked i think all the Silurians are untucked here uh, yeah look at that but and, and 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 i mean the camera's on it it's extraordinary you can see <laughs> that's uh I have to. I don't think I noticed at the time. They have to walk very slowly. It's the 43Y disc. It's now that's what I call treachery. 43Y. Um, I like Ian McCulloch, and I I didn't really know who he was. Oh, no, he's in an episode of Bergerac. Um, I think after this, I certainly saw a repeat of it down down the line where he's a he's he's an Australian diver. Um, Bernard Archard's in that episode of Bergerac as well, and Gilbert Wynn from the Crotons, Nicholas Chagrin from Vengeance on Varus anyway uh, but he's he's great at villainy, but of course he was he was known for being a a, a Terry nation hero he was uh, he was in survivors, which I had not seen at this point and he's fantastic as Greg Preston, the uh, the pragmatic, terse gutsy uh, you know very realistic um, man, you know, fighting the apocalypse with a double-barrel shotgun and an Aaron jumper and a and a terse look. Um, uh, but I I didn't I, you know I didn't know him from that at the time, and he's got but he's got he does he's he's got a very sort of good harsh voice. Um, and I, and I got really into Survivors when I when I saw it about ten years after this, uh and collected it on video and, and he's great as Greg Preston I love the way the Mirka dies what uh, William Perry who is front end of Mirka uh, does with his hands there shows because they didn't have much time to rehearse with this at all shows what perhaps they could have done with a bit more time and a, and, and a finished prop because uh, I think that little sort of hand thing he does in, in death is, is, is really effective really works it's a neat touch and it puts a light to the fact that the the Mirka is an utter disaster um the Merc has been destroyed. Oh, yes, and Skibbus, who's the other... So Skibbus, who's the second companion, the second salary, is uh, Stuart Blake, who's just been in Doctor Who, because he's in The Five Doctors, and he's the... Uh, he's the, the, the commander who shoots the Castellan. He goes, he was armed and trying to escape. So he must have been popular around that time. Two stories in a row. Not many people have done two stories in a row as guest actors. There's the odd one. Karina's been murdered off screen and i found her in a cupboard so we don't have to pay her for the episode which uh shows excellent use of resources uh actors get paid so little nowadays you could probably have her in it and nobody would notice they'd probably forget to pay you anyway but uh, in those days they at least went no we'll we'll write you out we'll write you out cleverly we'll we'll contrive a way where we can make your death have impact but not show it practically um in order to make the books in order, to, in order to make fiscal sense, um, I trusted you, Nielsen. I, I, I do like, <laughs> I do sometimes walk around the house pretending to be Tom Adams. I, I, I think that kind of solid acting has gone out of fashion, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure it shouldn't come back, in you know, in certain roles. Uh, I love the Doctor's uh, dismissiveness of of our our, uh, petty feuds is a good word. You know, the Doctor has travelled the whole of time and space. Our sort of little grabs for power and land and nationalism are so beneath this guy who's seen everything the universe has to offer, and the Doctor's contemptuous of it. Even the Incorrectly subricade wet vet. It, 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 as I say, it gives a lie to that. Well done, Maddox. Maddox is going to have a go. Yeah, and I like the I like the 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 laser the laser pistols as well. I think they're they're a good design. They're not sometimes laser pistols can be a bit chunky and a bit silly looking. I think these are a really good design. I must that must be Matt Irvin. It's probably made it out of an Airfix aeroplane. Um, uh, uh, she dies. I like I like the way he he pulls her up there. Um, I don't know why he hit the doctor with his elbow and twat him, but there we go. Um, but uh, now I think Paroli goes through a door and gets killed here. Yeah, I think this is the end of Paroli. Oh, Paroli! I, he could have at least gone, mother. Um, they have been contracted for episode four. Keep them alive. What about Paroli? Ah, there were two. There were loads of him anyway. At least four. <laughs> There's probably another one somewhere. <laughs> <coughs> Paroli is not in episode four, so that's the end of him, sadly. Uh, oh, but hang on! That was Paroli just saying that. Where, where a Tolo? Now. Dead or captured but i'll say i'll say dead because then that that's a bit more dramatic so we just saw Paroli die and then so there is another Paroli somewhere on the base there is a lone Paroli um unnecessarily suggesting that somebody is dead before then counteracting that with a but i don't know for sure or captured um so i have hope that the fifth Saving Private Paroli. The fifth Paroli brother is out there somewhere. Tom Hanks has been dispatched to go and rescue him and say, and next time you radio in, say, we're not sure. They've, there's a possibility they're dead, but they could have been captured. Don't say dead. <laughs> Soft sell it. Keep morale up. Uh, and also, your brothers are all dead. Come and hide with me. Um be still that's a that's a very Eric Sayward line isn't it be still woman you know most people would say stop moving yes I will say be still Are you sure oh you must think me a fool oh look you can see green paint on his sleeve because the murk is still wet uh, but it is from the sea it's slime it's not paint it's slime um, but yeah and I I, I I bought Nielsen as a villain he was he was totally villainous for me Um. And there's something about having your hair slicked back as well. Baddies do that. Yeah, No, nobody else, I think, has has the slicked back hair. So that was a clue. Lovely piece of music here. Um, <laughs> terrible shots, aren't they? They have to get really close. And they shoot once. I mean, he's got an excuse. He's been blinded. Uh, but, um, I mean, you get that close, you might as well. Your turn um i I like the fact that the sea devil voices are the original sea devil voices because they are effective that sort of lizard-like thing even though they're they're sea creatures but that 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 uh, that works for me and it's it's a it's a it's a unique voice in doctor because we've had many whispering monsters but but, uh, that kind of whisper is i like that i like that um Paroli, that's the last time. Paroli, I suit you, Paroli. Um, oh, so Vincent only gets bottom billing, I think, in the next episode. Because uh, Salvix moves up a bit. Oh, Salvix is played by Christopher Farris, who's, whose nephew, David, was at university a couple of years below me. So he went, oh yeah, my uncle was in Doctor Farries. And I went, Farris, is it Christopher Farris? He went, how'd you know that? <laughs> so, yeah, I keep, I'm presuming i live next door to karina and Bulick who are married uh, <laughs> because this story keeps, seems to keep uh, uh i seem to keep bumping into people who've got some weird connection with it uh so what did i pause it's actually there um I, 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 <laughs> it doesn't matter for the for the listener i've i've put the the DVD player, somewhere much more convenient uh, to press pause so I don't lag into the next episode. Um, and I'm pointing to everywhere that it isn't. Um, anyway, what is my favourite thing about episode three? Um, it's difficult. I like I like all the Bates under CG stuff. Um... I like the sort of yeah, that's the stoical fifties B movie kind of acting, but but there is a sort of there is a sort of insult thrown in there, and I don't I don't mean that to be, but it is but it is you know it it it, it is slightly criticising the acting and yet saying it's sort of appropriate for the piece, which is odd, and I don't quite know how it works, but uh, well no, I can enjoy the acting in some fifties stuff, but acknowledge that you know, you wouldn't get away with acting like that today. Um, what is my favourite thing about episode three of Warriors of the Deep? And I, I can't say Paroli because that, <laughs> that would be very, very bad indeed. I think I I can't say the karate. Can I? Can I say the No, because that's celebrating something that's, that's objectively not very good. Uh, I think I will give the nod to Martin Neal as Maddox, who I think played a very difficult part very well. He could have been really whingy and unlikable. Uh, and, And yet he always had that sort of layer of resentment underneath. You know, the manipulation was not easy and it took its toll. Uh, And I totally bought all of that. I totally bought that he'd been through a sort of mental kickback from that 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 took its toll. And and eventually he had that moment where he, you know, finally at the end went, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kill you next time. So just just do it. Um, So that with a side order of there's still a parolee out there still alive. Um, But yeah, Martin Neal and what he does with Maddox is my thing. For episode three. What's Johnny Morris's My best thing about episode three is Nilsson's incredibly small gun. It's so dinky. My best thing about episode Oh, that's it. Well I did I did comment on the guns. I like I think that's a, it's a very effective gun because um, I'm sure it'll happen when I get to Kinder. Kinder is one of the greatest Doctor Who stories of all time. But um, Simon Rouse has a giant hoover of a laser gun, and it and it, and it and it serves to slightly undermine one of the best episode endings in the show's history. And you go, I'd love to show that to somebody if I could stand in front of the gun, the vacuum cleaner gun. Anyway, and I, I think, I uh, know, and Matt Irvin, legend, who I'm sure is responsible. Um, but I chose Martin Neal, who was wielding the gun. Um, okay. Um, I, Johnny and I were in accord there. Um, but... Um, I, I didn't, I in the end, didn't go for that thing, even though I'd h- highlighted it. Um, but that's OK. We're thinking along the same lines. I'm very much enjoying Warriors of the Deep. I'm, I wish I'd shut up and I could just sit and uh, sit and watch it. But that's not what this is for. Um, so uh, episode four, it's your turn. Next. Tune in for that. Until then, bye. Thank you so much for listening to Happy Times and Places with me, Toby Hadoke and my special guest, Jonathan Morris, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny Morris 1973 Johnny without an H. Johnny and I have also collaborated on a comedy pilot, Dick Dixon, in the 21st century. Google it, you'll find it. Have a listen, it's fun. Thanks to podcast patrons who include Ruben Herfindahl, Mark Owen, Peter Harness, Rob Leonard, Stephen Moffat, Richard Straw, Jenny at Bluebox99, Paul Cook, Rob Dawson, John Deere, Chris Dunford-Kelk, Siobhan Galichon, Ian Key, Joe Llewellyn, Darren Mackay, Barry Platt, Luke Adkins, Peter Adamson, Will Brooks, Peter Burns, Rick Byatt, Paul Carnahan, Paul Callington, Andy Case. Rich Chalk and John Curley. The music for this podcast is by Dave Gates. Do join that list of patrons and get early and exclusive material at patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. It starts for as little as £3 a month, though you do get charged straight away, and there are lots of goodies available. If that's not your bag, but you'd still like to do a one-off payment, you can go to kofi.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. But look, I know times are tough. I'm very, very grateful to you for listening. But you know what doesn't cost a thing? Spreading the word and even going to your podcast provider and giving these podcasts a five-star rating and perhaps a few positive review words as well. That really helps to get my algorithms going in the morning and they need all the help they can get. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, go to my website, tobyhaydoke.com, follow these podcasts on Twitter, at Hadoke Podcasts, and go to twitch.tv forward slash excess malarkey for a live comedy show with me and four of the world's finest live stand-up comics every Tuesday at 8pm GMT. That's twitch.tv forward slash excess malarkey, the letter X, the letter S, malarkey, M-A-L-A-R-K-E-Y. Thank you.